if we ever if, if I ever get a gun story, like oh man. Shenanigans will be had. Oh yeah, there's there's that remember that story with the the like lipstick taser? That guy was like left alone by his wife with the lipstick taser he had bought her, and he's like sitting there, and the cat's looking at him, like, do it, do it, do it. Do and he just goes mm, and sticks it on his leg and hits it, and then like wakes up like 20 minutes later on the floor and can't find his glasses, <laughs> and he's like, or his balls, and <laughs> the cat's just <laughs> laughing at him in the corner, and <laughs> like he's he, the the coffee table's flipped over the. <laughs> And he's like, oh, apparently a single double A battery is enough. <laughs> if you, if you drain it all in one shot, like it's it'll it'll like it's not it's not nice. Well, I well, and I imagine because he was tasing himself, he then seized up and just kept tasing himself until the battery yeah. died. <laughs> oh. Hey man, you taste somebody in the crotch, they're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> Uh oh, which uh, link did I miss? Let's see. Um, oh, Chris said he's getting issues getting his computer to work. It looks like we traded problems. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, that's me. <laughs> cannot we cannot have problems next week? Yeah, no, no issues next. I will be. I will be on early, ready to rock. And um, I talked to yeah. I talked to typo earlier or yesterday. Um, and and confirmed everything, and and they actually said they're excited. Oh. Um, so they must they must have like no plans on Sunday. They're just they're bored as fuck. Yeah, apparently, because Jesus. Oh, but yeah, Otherwise, why would they be excited? <laughs> yeah, since we've been live for almost three minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I confirmed with typo, and him and Luke are excited. His words. Uh, to come on next week, that is August 21st, for the 30th anniversary of Ruby Ridge. Um, I should have my uh, my custom shoddy shirt. Yeah, that means I have to do... Uh, what's fucking Christopher bitching about? Fucking Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, duh! When you <laughs> dance with the devil, you gotta put up with the devil's bullshit. In the pale moonlight, Microsoft and Apple. Uh, Apple's horrific. Yes, I can't stand. I I freaking can't stand Apple. Like somebody was saying something about, oh, well, do you have an iPhone? I was like, I would rather spend the next <laughs> several years just being kicked in the balls regularly by a midget than go like, buy an Apple ever. Like I will, I will do more. I I got. I'll rub two sticks together, make a fire, and do Morse code out of smoke. Before I get an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's yeah, it's the force reboot for critical updates. No, my laptop's so broken. It doesn't download critical updates anymore. So my, my laptop <laughs> informed me that it does not have uh, the necessary specifications to run Windows 11. <laughs> and now and now it's telling me that my battery is, is damaged. And I need to replace it. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's well, fantastic. That's fun. As long as it survives through next week, I'll be all good. I'll be good. Yeah, my, my plan is I'm going to replace this thing that I have. It's a it's an Asus. Uh, it's one of the ROG, the Republic of Gamers laptops. Mm -hmm. It was the highest end one they had four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it is no longer particularly high end. Um, I mean, it's got an i7 and stuff, but 
Yeah, mine was a refurb when I bought it four years ago. Yeah, this this is this was a really nice something like that. Yeah, this is really nice. This is like four thousand dollar gaming laptop like four years ago, but now it's like crap. (laughs) So like that sucks. But I'm I'm gonna buy a just a regular desktop tower because for work now I I work Uh from home so. I have all my stuff off camera that direction, but I have yeah. monitors and I have, you know, and all that. So I'm just going to get a regular um, tower yeah. and I'll just have a regular tower and I'm going to get a gaming PC. Cause I was thinking about, I was going to get an Xbox X, but I started thinking about, I'm like, or I could just get a gaming PC that I can just keep upgrading, which makes a lot more sense. So I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Because if I still want to use controllers with a, with a computer game, I can still use controllers. I don't know anybody wants to use an Xbox controller, though. Well, if I'm playing, like, certain, like, driving games, unless I have a, an actual steering wheel and pedals, I might as well use that because it's a little more precise with the joystick. No. PlayStation superiority. No. <laughs> no. Tell Microsoft. It's my, Microsoft. Christopher is having problems with Microsoft right now and you voluntarily purchase their products. I'm going to voluntarily purchase a Microsoft based PC because only a complete sociopath would ever buy an Apple and then attempt to game on it. That's true. And you can't really use Linux. I mean, you can use Linux for gaming sort of, but there are a lot of games that you just can't. Nope. So, it's still Microsoft. It's got to be Microsoft. I can get a nice, you know, GeForce um, graphics card and do yeah. some do some sweet gaming, man. Buy, uh, the funny thing is, I originally bought this for video editing. I didn't even care about the gaming. I wanted all the graphics processing for video editing, and then it slowed down so bad because of whatever weird failed process happened because of it, Microsoft rolling out an improper update. Is it GeForce Radeon? Uh yeah. There. So, when you, so when you when you purchase your when you purchase it, you're helping out Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, well. Mm. <laughs> why why do you love it, Nancy Pelosi, Andrew? I don't trust me. I don't. <laughs> but actually, I'm getting because I have Cards Against Humanity. I have a whole deck. Um, <laughs> There's. I have a story about Cards Humanity. Just a second. They. Uh, <laughs> they they put out a statement the other day um, that they're no longer that that all the orders that they, that come in from the states that banned or um, are planning to ban abortion, mm-hmm. they're taking the, the proceeds from all those sales and donating them to LGBT communities. That's their but- that's their little that's their little faux woke fuck you. Yeah, that's very full woke, considering that, you know, gay people don't breathe. Um, <laughs> just basic biology, but I know they hate biology. And so, you know, it's. A, oh, okay, but, yeah. Well, let's see. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Three. Four, oh, five, six. God damn. I'm so fucked up on my links. I don't have. <sighs> let's see. What am I missing? I have I <laughs> I do the links. I have them all sorted out, and uh, I try to bring them up on my phone. But I, I didn't have my links 
here when I had them over there, and now I'm trying to catch up over here, and I feel dumb. <sighs> Most professional podcast on the web. Professional AF. This is the riveting content that you all tune in for Let's right see. here. Oh, what am, I don't even know what I'm missing. What am I missing? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let's see. We got uh, the um, Alec Baldwin okay, we, being proven to be a liar. We got okay. We have um, that one. I have the, the Kansas have the... phone policy thing. Okay, um, we have the, the phone policy thing. We actually have two that, things in Kansas today. That's that's what I'm missing. That's what I don't have. Hey, hey I found it. There you go. We have okay. turning off uh, murderous robot dogs. Yes. Okay. Hack the world. That had to be done. No. Um. We got a thing about the IRS. Fuck the IRS. Um. The phone policy thing. That's the thing I don't have. Okay. No, I have the same. I have the same two links listed for the phone policy and the uh, bludgy thing. Oh. Well, I mean, they both said Kansas, so yeah. Yeah. there we go. That's that's there's my... no place like home. There's no there we go. Like I I have it all sorted out. Woo! Professional. We are, we are back on track. Ten minutes into the podcast, <laughs> say ten minutes into the fucking show, which started five minutes late. <laughs> I don't know what sort of prize we're getting, but we are not gonna like it. There are people that just listen to this on Spotify who right now are like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> potato <laughs> potato podcast. Yeah. Potato podcast. When us, yes. we are just worms. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so <laughs> now, that, now that we are nice and fully discombobulated, um, and Chris is going to show up partway through this shit too. <laughs> maybe, maybe if Microsoft lets him on. Oh. Uh, uh, and I'm being messaged about someone's new alpacas. Cool. We're good at stuff. My friends, my friends in Wyoming got alpacas, and I'm slightly jealous. You're going to be like, uh, oh, I really want to go see these alpaca my bags. <laughs> See myself out. <laughs> that was a lame joke. That was a really bad misinterpretation of a word. Um, I apologize. On behalf of dad jokes everywhere, I'm sorry. Um, cashmere outside. <laughs> uh, just rooming in on those. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. I hope Lindsay hurts you. <laughs> Uh, um, let's, uh, <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's start in the school you, cell phone. Did you see a boring sandwiches thing in the chat? I have to go put up my chickens. Like, that sounds like a euphemism to take a shit. Does it not? <laughs> like, I have to go put up my chickens. <laughs> they have to go roost. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> well, let's go play with this cock. 
<laughs> I was going to say or masturbation. That's... Or masturbation. I have to go put up my chickens. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go see a man about a dog. I have to go put up my chickens. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go, go find Penelope. You understand. Go cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> Um, so let's uh, let's do the cell phone one because that's you sent that one today. Okay, are we are we not doing an introduction at all? Like we're just giving up on that? No, fine. I, I gave up on that one like okay, thirteen minutes ago when I hit live. Cool. Thirteen, 13 <laughs> minutes of bullet. If you are still listening at this point in time, thank you. But you need to go see somebody. You should and, see and, and counseling. To, like, like if, if if you're still with us 13 and 30 minutes into this episode, you need to go take mushrooms and sit in front of a mirror and have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> oh God, now that, that scene from the boys is stuck in my head with the where his gills were singing to him. I think I, th I think our train of thought has wings now. Uh, it's <laughs> we're, just... we're we're so off the, we're so far off the tracks that it's evolved and it's just flying everywhere. If a, if if a train shits on you, we're we're sorry. Oh, oh. god. Yeah. So school's new phone policy goes viral after upset mom posts about it. Nobody nope nope. Yeah, and I completely agree with her assessment there. Like, uh, I, nobody, I, I, nope, nope. <laughs> I did. I did look up the tweet and and who she was, and she is she is woke to the extreme. She is actually a uh, the chairman of the biology department at UC San Jose here in California. Oh yeah, the southern yep southern southern part of the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Um, so she is is woke as fuck, but she's right oh, yeah. on this thing. So one school's new cell phone policy has gone viral after mom posted about it Friday afternoon. Dr. Rachel French said in a now viral tweet that her daughter's school released a new policy saying officials can read, quote, any text message between students even after hours. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, nobody. Nope. Nope. <sighs> she added to the tweet yeah that's yeah and she mentioned she told her kids that if anyone asks to see your phone that's my personal property you tell them they can call me and ask permission yes yeah this uh, is but i mean this is a she's, she's not wrong no she's not i mean this is this is a, a pretty indicative thing of um you know the way that schools really are set up public schools in America, they are set up to get kids used to government overreach. They're set up to get kids completely just totally uh, used to the idea that they're going to be constantly monitored, that they're going to be, you know, that the government gets to tell them what they are and are not allowed to do and when, and that the government gets to look into their personal business whenever they want in the name of safetyness, <laughs> safetyness. It's, I mean, God. and that's this, this thread just gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, don't, don't ever look at the comments. You oh, never read the comments. It's her comments. It's her commentary on her tweet. Oh, at least well, it's thing... not Breitbart this time. Oh, for... 
you know, and the thing is that, like, she is being being wokey. She is part of the culture that created things like this because their argument yes, is, oh, well, so. we need it so that we can prevent bullying. Yes. Well, are you fucking kidding me? You need to read every single text message, private text message on a privately owned device, just in case somebody thing mean thing. Are you kidding? What happened to the? Uh, there was a time when the right to privacy was like a major thing that even the political left cared about. Yes. Like that, that was a thing that existed once upon a time. I'm old enough to remember when the Democrats still pretended to give a shit about rights. Yes, it's, um, yeah. And even after hours, after they're away from school, the school can demand to see their messages is what yes. the school is claiming. So that is absolutely fucking not. Oh no, no, no. I'm trying to do things I'm not technologically intelligent enough to do. Let's see, did I do it right that time? Oh, masks are always required in schools in California. Um, oh, oh God. Let's see. Oh no. Let's see. Oh, it talks about masks, masks, masks. Let's see. There were well-fitting cloth masks that included point, uh, 0 0.1 micron filters. Kids and I have been wearing them since August. That was in last year. Uh, I missed my 30th high school reunion last year. And looking at the pictures, I'm glad I did. No masks on anybody in a county I know at, I know is only at about 50% vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, this is the, this check is, is part of the culture that created this. And this is one of those things where it's again, the sigh. She said, sigh waves and waves from California masks work. If you aren't going to bother to mandate vaccines, then I guess you want folks to get sick. Yep. That's definitely what it is. You know, it's, that's also, if you're not going to allow people to read your kids text messages, then I guess you just want them to get bullied. Yeah. Like this is, this is the irony of these people that they don't understand that, that they are so, they lack so much self-awareness that they don't even notice the irony of themselves. Like they, they don't get it. Okay. They, they here's honestly one, don't. Here's one for you from April 17th. Dude at the hair salon customer says to the mask wearing staff, quote, I don't believe they work. Anyway, I'm vaccinated. Why do I not? Why do I need a mask? She replies, should be noted that most of the clientele were not wearing masks. It's easier to get a haircut if you're not. I'm not sure where she's going with that. No, very wishy-washy. Yeah, I'm a little confused by your tactics. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like this is just. Oh, here's one. Here's one for you. This is this will this will tell you like 99 percent of things you need to know. 
even those of us who have been wearing masks since before we were told we had to, who diligently did not see other people for a year, we are put in a position now of continuing to do this forever or assessing what we think our loved one's risk is based on limited data. Mm. 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 I can't even touch that one. I can't even. I I don't want to. I, I don't want to even. I People, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Masks do not work if you pull them down every two seconds to take a drink of your damn soft drink while you wait for your food. Oh, I see. I'm supposed also, to dehydrate. Also, retail establishments aren't enforcing capacity limits. There were so many people today in Popeyes. I waited outside on the sidewalk. Like a psychopath. <laughs> Fucking psychopath. <laughs> oh, my God. But to her credit, she is correct on this particular single point. Even a broken clock can be right two or three times a day. Yes. Um, um, she also has a quote that said... Um, uh, people, if a child is being cyberbullied and someone told them to kill themselves, the emergency is making sure that the child is safe, not figuring out immediately who to punish. Which, I guess that's in favor of them checking the phones? Or not checking the phones? I think she's trying to say for not checking the phones, that yeah. you just make sure that the kid is okay, worry about who sent them the messages later, but then they when they have to check the messages in order to determine if someone is being cyberbullied. So she's in favor of the checks again. Yeah. And then there well, was what she's saying is she's in favor of it, but not at will. She's saying with cause. With cause. Oh, okay. So <laughs> schools should be allowed to violate privacy based on as long as it's opinion? for safetyness. Yep, as long as it's for safetyness. For safetyness. Yeah. That's why I call it safetyness, because I want to reinforce how ridiculous it is. It's But it's for yeah, the safetyness. There's, one, there's a, another comment that says, uh, have you heard about all the recent school shootings? By all means, let's take away the only thing a child has to contact 911 and their parent. The world of work now includes phones because it is 2022. Simple. But then, like, Arizona, they recently had a... A, the school went into lockdown because a guy near the school was seen with a gun. So they went into lockdown and kids freaked out and called their parents and the police tased and arrested three parents trying to get to their kids. After you've Uvalde. After Uvalde, yeah. This was, this was just the other day, like three or four days ago. So. They learned nothing. Nothing. No. Because there's never any consequences for their actions. No, it's it's uh, they literally want the cake and to eat it too, right? I mean that that's the whole thing. They want both sides of the issue without actually ad addressing the issue. Yes, Daniel, I am glad you finished schooling before the entire pandemic also. Yes, my son's in the chat tonight. Yeah, that Oh, my God. I just, you know, my kid thankfully goes to a private school, so I don't have to deal with a lot of that shit. So <laughs> my, kids were, my kids were homeschooled, but they still like it was 
kind of like an intermingle sort of thing, but yeah. No. But my, my daughter's graduation was bef- right before, and then my son's graduation actually got canceled because of all the COVID bullshit. Because people might cough. <laughs> yeah. It's the black lung power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, God, we are just... This is the worst episode ever. <laughs> it's just... Uh, well, we started off on the right foot, is what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Good lord. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Um. Daniel deep cough. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Um. I've no. I've. There was no segues in anything that we just said. I don't think we even made a point. I think we just ragged on her. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, that's what it was. I think. I think the point is, is you know what we say all the time on the show, which is. Stop sending your children to public schools. Don't let you, your kids be educated by the fucking enemy. See, and that's that's the other thing. If if you if not only stop sending your kids to public schools because you don't want them to be, you know, educated by the enemy. Get involved in public schools, even if your kid doesn't go there. Because 99% of the population still goes to public schools, and I don't want my kids to have to put up with them. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's what? Anarchist libertarians, it, it irks me so much. Oh, just the answer is to homeschool. Okay, fine. I homeschool. There's still like 19 million kids that are being educated by the system. You can't fight the system when everybody's being educated by the system except your kid. Your kid is well, a hero, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing is, too, is like the at the fall of um, Nazi Germany, right? So the, the begin true beginning of the fall, uh, 1943, mid-1943. Um, the SS noted that uh, the propaganda no longer worked on anyone except the German youth who had been educated by the state and indoctrinated. But even them by late 43, even they were starting to go. I don't even want to go into the SS. I want to just go into the Avver if I'm doing anything, you know, the regular, um, or sorry, the, the, the Wehrmacht, you know, I want to go into the Wehrmacht. I, I want to go into the, the regular army, and not go into the S like even they weren't true believers anymore, really. But like the fact that everyone else in the country picked up on how ridiculous everything was, except for the youth, like yeah. as very clearly the Germans are not winning, right? Like their, their, their cities are getting bombed into dust. The firebombing of Hamburg's occurred. Um, you know, all this stuff is happening. The, the Soviets are pushing them back. As all of this is occurring, you know, they lost North Africa. Italy's starting, you know, has been invaded and is, is being taken by the Allies. As all this is happening, the adults are going, yeah, obviously we're losing the war. This The, the propaganda is full of shit. We don't believe them anymore. But the youth, because they've been so hardcore indoctrinated, are still holding on to it. Yeah, what's the... And I think- What's what's the, the the line that's accredited to to Hitler? It's actually Goebbels, and it's like, um, give me the give me the youth and control the future, or something like that. 
Yeah, it's something about like give me the give me the youth and I will control a country in a generation or something. Is, is basically yeah, what it is. it's it's a credit it's a credit to, to Hitler, but it's it's a Joseph Goebbels quote because he's the speechwriter. But Andrew's looking it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember who actually <laughs> what the exact quote is. Nazis give me the youth. The Ute. The Ute, don't you know? Um, Christopher said he's not going to be able to join us. Oh, well, it looks like it's just the two, it's just the two of us. So, uh, you poor bastards listening to this. Oh. Um, yep. I, uh, uh, let's see. Boring Sandwich says it's a linen. Give me just one generation of youth, and I'll transform the whole world. Oh, okay, as Lenin then. Vladimir, right. I'll work. It's not Mr. wrong. Pointy. You know, it's 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 not wrong. <laughs> it's the the quote is not wrong. It's um, it's indoctrination. Fuck, but. Well, yeah, and I mean that's that's what it's talking about is just indoctrination. It's it's talking about this idea that. If I can start them young, because the thing is, is when kids are school age, especially younger school age, they're in this position where mentally they're learning how to look at the world, right? And the the yeah, when, presuppositions, the lenses that they're going to look at the world through. And if you can control that, you can control the way they think going forward forever. Yeah, it's not. It's not just. It's not just the kids, though. When you have when you have a multi generational system, like we have, right? It 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 actually starts before kids go to school, right? You see it with like, um, you know, grandpa's war stories or uh, the Fourth of July parade in the small town. You see, you see, mom and dad stand up, you know, uh, raising their hand for the national anthem and and the and the jet flyovers, the, the military then, flyovers of the NFL. I mean, which didn't which didn't start till like 2003 or whatever it is. Yeah, it started after 9/11. Yeah, you know, but um, it's it's multi generational, so it, it it starts at home because like that's who mom and dad were taught, right? That's who, that's who grandpa the ge- the greatest generation, right? The gener- greatest generation taught our parent taught our parents and our par- parents taught us, and kids are passing it down, you know, parent or are, are tossing it down to, to the next generation. No, it's it's multi generational at this point. Like, they had one generation. They took one generation, and and indoctrinated them into everything. And look, I mean, it's like what seventy years later, and you got you got people defending like the Patriot Act and the NDAA, and defending eighty seven thousand IRS agents like, <laughs> that are heavily armed. Heavily oh. armed. That's boring sandwich. As we covered last week. Yeah, boring sandwich. I would love to introduce a whole generation of youth to Mises and Rothbard. Uh, early Rothbard, so or late Rothbard. There's a difference there. Late Rothbard is more Hoppe than early Rothbard. But yeah, thank thank goodness you didn't say Mil- or, uh, uh, Milton Friedman because Milton Friedman is actually responsible. For the graduational graduational income tax instead of it painted all at once at the end of the year. No. Yeah. Both, huh? Little uh what must be done. 
Just saying. Well, you know, the thing is, too, is like that it's if you want to introduce that new generation of that, then do it. Like, yeah. look at the um, the Tuttle Twin books. The Tuttle Twin, the Tuttle Twins, um, like they they had someone go after them, uh, and the publicity from that like doubled their sales in in like six <laughs> months or whatever it was. Uh, that's Andrew Lloyd, right? No, no, no. Isn't he? Uh, no. Uh, Jack Lloyd. Jack Lloyd. Jack Lloyd. Sorry, Jack, Jack Lloyd. Jack, no, Jack Lloyd. Somebody else. Okay. No. no. All right. I can't remember who who writes those books. Um, I don't know, I'm sure they're on my friends list somewhere. I know, but that's that's why I was trying to remember. It's oh, it's fucking Connor. That's I knew that. It's Connor Boyack. Um, yeah, Connor. Yeah, that, that, that writes those. I was thinking of yeah. I was thinking of the Voluntarius comics. That's what I was thinking. Comic. That's that. Yeah, Jack that's yeah. that's what. Yeah. Okay, that's where I was coming from. Um, <laughs> Machinery. Of I don't know. Be on every seventh grader's reading list. I agree. Uh, uh, Machinery of Freedom, uh, Democracy That God That Failed. Uh, we'll throw in Henry Hazlitt's um, um, uh, Economics in One Lesson. Dude, yeah. you can get Economics in One Lesson, like the little mini paperbacks, for really, really cheap. And you, there are places you can buy them in bulk. Yep. So just yep. like get a bunch and then start sticking them in all those little free libraries. Mm-hmm. Like yep. start slapping them out there. Like there's there are books out there that specifically there's, you know, and I, again, I grew up, I grew up in the, the conservative Christian movement and um, in, you know, in high school and stuff. So like they had tons of publications that were made available for either free or incredibly cheap specifically so that you could just go put those out places and just give them to people. Anarchists should be doing the same kind of thing because it fucking works, right? Like, yep. The yep. whole reason that I wound up an anarchist, part of the reason was because I found laying on the ground a flyer about um, uh, why am I uh, Ron Paul? There we go. There you go. My brain's like, Rand Paul. No, it's not Rand. It's his dad. What's his dad's name? Uh, <laughs> Ron Paul. And it was like, and this was, you know, this was 20. 13 2014 i want to say something like that that you know like that that's when i and i found it like just sitting there like i was walking like i walked to a gas station to grab some food and and stuff and i was walking home and i found this thing laying there and read it and that started me on that path like all it takes is that one little push for a lot of people like we that the guerrilla marketing kind of thing needs to be a thing that you do especially with kids in public schools, you know, like donate uh, copies of, of Von Mises and, and Rothbard and stuff to uh, like libraries and like school libraries and stuff, like stick those fuckers in there so that kids can dis- discover them, you know, like right, right in the middle of the LGBT section. Boom. Economics. Will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Transitioning for youngsters. <laughs> how to do your drag makeup economics in one lesson what's this <laughs> just like put them places man like get them out get, there because getting canceled for that one canceled you have to have a following to get canceled it's we have six people on live right now it says holy crap that's <laughs> but as but what you said about growing up Growing up conservative Christian, uh, I I just I have to bring this up because I laughed so hard when I saw it. Uh, the Atlantic 
put out an article <laughs> that the uh, rosary is the new sign of extremism. And they coined a phrase. They coined a phrase. You're going to love it. Rad trad. Radical traditionalism. Rad-trad. You know, if you want to discourage people from getting into something, making it sound awesome is probably not the, the way to go. Well, the, uh, the, 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 the headline, the picture for the headline, it's, it's the rosary, right, with the circle, but the beads are bullet holes. They they tie the rosary to gun violence, the oh rise of toxic masculinity, and rad trad. I mean, there's a lot of toxic things about the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, like, I agree. A lot I of ca- toxic things. Like, I can't stand Catholics. I can't stand the Catholic Church. Like, and I fucking grew up in <laughs> Ireland, all right? Like at, in I in Catholic neighborhoods, like as a Catholic kid, and I'm just like, nope, fuck that shit. Like, you kidding me? I've seen it from the inside, bro. I want nothing to do with that. But like <laughs> to compare somebody sitting there with beads and being like, Holy Mary, pray for us is just <laughs> to, comparing that to like some dude walking into a school and shooting. I just yeah, oh. Drop the the article, the link of the article. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, I mean, that's I, I've been accused <laughs> of being like, oh, you're just one of those traditional. I'm like, you you understand? I'm a twice divorced, non monogamous. <laughs> like, you're I, I a stripper, tattooed, bro. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I yeah, my first wife was a stripper. I have an ex girlfriend who is a porn star. Like my current girlfriend's a former stripper. Like, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just, I don't even want to get into the whole article because I haven't read the whole thing. I just read like the first few paragraphs and I had a, I had a good time laughing at it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> like me getting time. called a radical traditionalist feels like a, like, a rad, uh, a rad trad. Yeah, a rad trad feels rad like trad. like um, Eric July or Mesh Tour like getting uh, accused of being a white supremacist. You yes. know, like, well, where it's, it's like, it's, are, that's, are you aware of who I am? That's that's gonna be the new the new catch line, right? DVE MVE rad trad. <laughs> rad trad. Rad that trad. just. That sounds. I mean, it's, that it's, it sounds, sounds pretty cool, cool though. Sounds, like, when you, I, want, I want a rad trad patch. Yeah, like I said, like well, I have my remember I have my let's get radical one, my my eighties mm-hmm. let's get radical, um, but like <laughs> rad, rad trad. If you want to discourage people from getting into something, don't make it sound awesome. <laughs> Speaking of patches, I saw one earlier on the uh, uh, tactical gear junkie TikTok. <laughs> said Taylor Swift dumped me. I want that. I really want that patch. See, the thing is, is if you're going to date Taylor Swift, you need to make sure that everything you give her will be orange. The theme of everything will be orange. It's always yeah. orange, so she can't possibly rhyme anything in a song with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Yes, dude. I 
if I fucking dated Taylor Swift, she'd wind up writing an emo song, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) destroyed. (laughs) Let's let's pop some balloons and get this train back on the track. Uh, Dems poised to make IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Patrol combined. (laughs) Why? I can't imagine why they would want that. Especially with all the guns, as we covered last oh. week, all the guns and the the bullets that they're buying them. Hold on. Hold well, on. did you see the 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 uh, uh, the hiring ad for it? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, it mentions actually, that you have to be willing to get into gunfights and arrest yeah, actually, people violently. They, they deleted that post, but uh, there's screenshots of it everywhere already. The internet never forgets, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's um. Oh, damn it, I can't find it now. Uh, I can't find it right off the bat either way. But uh, yeah, <laughs> must be willing to engage. But um, if Democrats have their way, one of the most detested federal agencies, the Internal Revenue Service, will employ more bureaucrats in the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Patrol combined. Under the Inflation Reduction Act. Negotiated ah, yes. by General Joe Expanding the IRS to stop inflation. That's how that works. It's it's only like like 15 or 20% of it actually deals with inflation. The other 80% of that is all green, green stuff. Mm. Yes. Um, let's see. Um under the Inflation Reduction Act negotiated by General Joe Manchin, Democrat out of West Virginia, the agency would receive $80 billion in funding to hire as many as 87,000 additional employees. The increase would more than double the size of the IRS's workforce, uh, which currently stands at 78,661 full-time staffers, according to federal data. Okay, here's the this is this is the kicker. Okay, I want you I want you to remember that number. 200 million. Or 80, or sorry, 80 billion. 80 billion. Remember that number. 80 billion. They're spending 80 billion. Remember that number. The to reduce IRS, inflation. Hold on. The additional IRS funding is integral to the Democrats' reconciliation package. A, a C, Congressional Budget Office, that's a CBO, analysis found that the hiring of new, US, new IRS agents would result in more than $200 billion in additional revenue. Over the next decade. So they're spending, right? Yeah, I noticed this too when I was I was reading through it. I'm like, so you're gonna, and and what's the what's the current deficit, national deficit? How many trillions of dollars? De- deficit or debt? Or deficit debt is, the national debt. The national debt is over 30 trillion. The uh, in 2021, the federal government brought in more revenue through taxes than any other time in history and still ran a two and a half trillion dollar deficit. And they're celebrating a few, like a few billion dollars a year in increased revenue in exchange for $80 billion in additional spending. So they're gonna they're gonna spend eighty billion dollars on IRS agents to bring in an additional twenty billion in revenue per year for the next decade. So just for, for reference, for reference, the 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 federal spending in twenty twenty one 
was right about seven trillion dollars. Seven trillion dollars. Trillion. And they're going to spend eighty billion dollars to bring in an additional twenty billion dollars worth of revenue per year. If you spent money the way the federal government spends money, you would go to prison. Uh yeah, Bernie Madoff is proof of that. <laughs> uh Enron? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like this, okay, this is the equivalent of saying, okay, well, I know. I have, you know, a debt to income ratio that means that I basically never have any actual money, but, but, and I go into debt every single month, but you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to (laughs) buy this, this duplex and I'm going to charge $1,200 a month in rent. Yeah, I know the mortgage is $2,400, but I'm bringing in an additional $1,200 a month. And my my son my son just sent me a, a copy of the the screenshot of the uh, of the of the duties. Uh, adhere to the highest standards of conduct, uh, especially maintaining honesty and integrity. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all think mi- integrity when we think of the IRS. Work a minimum of fifty hours a minimum of fifty hours per week, which may include irregular hours and be on call twenty four seven, including holidays and weekends. Why would the IRS need people who are on call at all times Uh, to work 50 hours a week and working 50 hours? Why on earth would people who are ostensibly just processing paperwork? Hold on. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life threatening situations on the job. start to see what they're planning carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary be willing and able to participate in arrests execution of search warrants and other dangerous assignments see what they're planning yet you see what's coming down the pipeline i mean they they, they have five million rounds I mean, they should oh. just sitting there. But those of us who wear Hawaiian shirts a whole bunch, we're the danger. We're the ones who want a civil war. Yes. Let's see. Um, uh, although Democrats say the hiring of additional IRS agents will help root out tax cheats and other criminals, federal tax revenues have steadily risen over the past several decades. Federal tax receivers. Rec- Federal tax receipts are projected to hit 5.7 trillion in 2027, up just over from four trillion dollars last year without additional IRS agents. You know, the thing is, is with with the inflation, the way it is, and we're not just talking about American inflation, right? Like we're talking about global inflation is getting to fucking Weimar Republic levels. Okay, so so the the U.S. says that inflation, uh, general inflation, not not commodity inflation, general inflation right now is about 9.1%. Right, that's the official numbers. 
But food inflation, according to food executives, is about 15.5%. Which really means it's somewhere 18, 19, 20%. Venezuela, Which is hyperinflation. Venezuela just went, um, I think, 68% or something like that. Oh, my God. Um, and then where was the other one? The other one was in, uh, I want to say Argentina. It's no, Ar- Argentina. Uncle Adolf Ar- in Argentina. Argentina was 68%. Uh, Venezuela hit 685% or 684%, something like that. So I'm so Venezuela is in uh Zimbabwe numbers, and Argentina is is heading that direction. Well, and we all know Zimbabwe currency is definitely where to put your money. Oh, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) when you when you could buy a hundred trillion dollar bill on the internet for five US dollars. And it only and it, it'll buy it'll buy you like three eggs and half a loaf of bread, but you're a trillionaire. There you go. Yeah, it's oh, you know, and and then on top of that, right? You have uh, world record um, heat waves and droughts across Europe. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the <laughs> um, the famine rots like are um, currently showing in Germany. Red red wheat production is at like 68%. Uh, um, uh, winter wheat is, I think, 81% or something like that. Um, corn, I, I think corn is, is low uh, in the United States. Um, sugar is still high. We still got plenty of sugar. Of course um, we do. And potatoes were still, <laughs> potatoes were still good, so... I think we're 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 gonna be okay. Beef, beef is the big one now because of the drought. Um, a lot of ranchers, uh, I think they they sold like twenty five thousand head, um, last month, which is like a record for the month of July or something like that. Yeah, well, in in Germany right now, there's the the famine rocks are showing. So the famine rocks, anyone who doesn't know, are these rocks that are in the rivers. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they originate from about 1616 um, and that drought and subsequent famine. And they all have carved at the very top of them. If you can read me, weep. Yes. You know, that whole read them and weep thing. That would be about the rocks from 1616. Um, they made a showing in what, 1842, 1929? Yep. Okay. Now here's, okay. Um, Here's the kicker on the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. A report from Moody's Analytics, and you you you, you got to understand how people how much people rely on on Moody's Analytics. Moody's Analytics found that the, that the bill will shave just 0.33 percent from the consumer price index over the next decade. Ten years, and it's a gonna third. T- of one percent, one third of one percent. So we're going to go from nine point one to what is it, eight point seven eight in a decade, yo. In a decade, where inflation is going to continue to rise. Yes. This is not only do somethingism, right? This is the worst form of do somethingism. It's doing the wrong thing in the name of do somethingism. 
Oh, and God, I, can't, I can't wait to get to get Waco, bro. <laughs> oh, it's and it's. Oh, you know, you know, you know, this is this is a great precursor. Just talking about this Doomsday stuff is a great precursor to next week. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because because this is the exact sort of thing Vicky Weaver warned about. Oh yeah, yeah. They talked about this. They knew this was coming. It's the whole reason they moved. Where they did was because they knew this was coming. They were a little bit early, but they knew they were, where this were, was coming. They were a little bit earlier and they were a little bit rad trad. <laughs> rad trad, bro. They were a little bit rad trad, but she's not wrong. I, I don't necessarily think she should have written people and referred to them as the whores of Babylon, but. <laughs> That's, she, she did she did her thing and she wasn't exactly wrong but uh referencing that it was uh next next week august 21st is the 30th anniversary of samuel weaver's murder and the start of the ruby ridge standoff um and we are going to have luke and typo from biting the bullet on it's going to be a good time oh it'll be it'll be cool as hell yes and for some reason they're excited Whatever that means. I just switched to the let's get radical patch now. Let's get radical. Yeah. (laughs) RTA, Brad Tratus Buck. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh. All right, let's go. Oh, wait, wait. Do I want to? But, okay, you know what? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I mean, what, what we're looking at, though, is like we're looking at this and this this, this mm-hmm. do somethingism where not only is it not going to help in any appreciable way, it's actually going to make things worse because it's increasing spending and tax burden and everything else. It's setting them up to go to war with American civilians because they see what's coming and the impending economic implosion and what's going to happen there. They're setting up their own personal essay. Right. Remember the brown shirts. From Hitler's rise to power, they're setting up their own SA and SS. That's I what got, they're doing. I, I shared a meme in a in a in a Discord chat earlier, uh, comparing the IRS agents to the SS, uh, and I got told that it was an unfair comparison. Well, yeah, I mean the SS were effective. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh. The SS were actually scary. Um, the <laughs> that's an unfair comparison. The SS were scary, um, but they were also incredibly stylish. Thanks, Hugo Boss. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Don't man. forget, Hugo Boss designed all of their uniforms. Oh, yay! Um, you know who else really helped with a lot of designing for Nazis? Chanel, Coco, fucking yes. Chanel was a yes. hardcore Nazi. Um, yes. The Ferdinand Porsche built a lot of tanks uh, <laughs> for the Nazis. Um, <laughs> but Henry Ford licensed the motors that ran all of their trucks. Yay! But, um, you know, the thing is, though, is like this, what we're seeing, though, is we're seeing the government starting to posture and get mm-hmm. ready for 
the collapse that they know is coming and they know they can't stop. And if you're paying attention, you see all of the droughts, you see the record heat waves, you see, um, cause I mean, every day they find another body in Lake Mead because the water keeps, uh, falling. Um, they, you know, they keep, uh, talking about, you know, the, the food shortages because, uh, Russia is cutting everybody off and the fuel shortages because <laughs> Russia is cutting everybody off. Did you see did you see Russia with the um uh Ukraine Ukraine was was able to get out uh, a full shipment of grain. Right? You Ukraine is one of the world's largest grain producers. Oh yeah, they're the breadbasket of Europe. Right? So they were the Russia Russia said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead," right? And the, and they allowed Ukraine to get out a full shipment of grain. And then launched four missiles into the granary so that they couldn't get any more grain out. You get one. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I mean, this is what we're seeing. And the reality is that what we're actually probably seeing with Ukraine and with the invasion of Ukraine is probably actually Putin having seen this coming and going, I need to get my hands on that farmland again. Yeah, no, yeah, that but, needs to be brought back into Russian control. But uh, uh, speaking of Radtrad, uh, Moscow, in the last 10 years, Moscow has had over 100 new churches built. I'm just saying. There's, they're, they're seeing what's coming, is what's going on. And there's a lot of countries are becoming much more insular because they're going, Hey, we China, need to worry about how we take care of ourselves. China's China right wants Taiwan. China, China is buying everything it can in terms of, mm -hmm. of food. Um, oh yeah. Like the, the, the soy market like went up, like I was like, like 31 cents a bushel or something like that because China placed such a large order. And you can see, you can also see how the environmental pressures are hitting because global population growth is slowing so much. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing, we're seeing a bunch of nations posture. Don't forget what happened, right? The last time, again, the last time we had all these severe droughts in Europe was 1929. Yep. Does that uh, year sound a little familiar? Yeah, additionally, U.S. cropland hit a record price at $5,050 per acre. Like this is what you're seeing is an impending implosion of the global economy. You're going to see starvation. You're going to see riots and rebellions and revolutions yeah, Scott, and Scott civil says, wars. Um, Scott says they're still buying land. That's a reference to my, my comment on China. Uh, China mm -hmm. owns about 144,000 acres of U.S. farmland. China is brilliant in the way they buy land, too. So what the Chinese government does is they show up to a, a developing country and go, hey, we're going That's because China sucks at growing. Right. And they're like, well, here's what we're going to do is we're going to loan you a whole shit ton of money, right, to be able mm -hmm. to build new infrastructure and all these cool things and everything else. Yep. We're going to give you all this money. And as long as you pay it back, awesome. But if you don't pay it back by this time, we get... Yep all of this land from your country and all these countries are agreeing. Well, they're all going to default on the loans at which point China just gets all of that land. They get to conquer hundreds of millions of acres of land for no actual, like they don't have to go to war over it. They just get it. 
Yep. So okay. How about uh? How about we move on? Let's get let's get a white pill in here. Let's uh let's get some good news. <sighs> Hacker finds kill switch. What is it? The Dacia Sandero. Uh, it's a it's a Top Gear reference. It... Uh, Hacker finds kill switch for submachine gun wielding robot dog. <laughs> Suck it, Skynet. Um, in Hack July, the video... world. <laughs> yeah, to defeat the enemy without fighting. Uh, some Sun Tzu guy. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. Um, that's what they're doing with the indoctrination. They don't have to fight people to get them in line. They just have to change it, you know, control their minds. Yep. Uh, in July, a video of a robot dog with a submachine gun strapped to its back terrified the internet. It actually, it actually did. Um, yeah. Now a hacker who posts on Twitter as KFDO slash and GitHub um, has discovered that the robot dog contains a kill switch and it can be accessed through a tiny handheld tracking device or tiny handheld hacking device sweet yes um it was made by unitree robotic and you can uh, in the video uh dot slash showed one of the unitree robot dogs hooked up to a power supply a hand comes into frame holding the flipper zero tamagotchi like multi-tool hacking device that you can send and receive wireless signals across rfid bluetooth nfc and other bands a button is pushed on the flipper, and the robot dog ceases up and falls to the ground. Yes. Winning. Yes. Uh, motherboard reached out to Dot Slash to find out how they hacked the robot dog. The power supply in the video is an external power source. He said, quote, literally a 24-volt external power supply, so I'm not constantly charging the battery while doing development. So every dog ships with a remote cutoff switch attached to the power distribution board the part of the machine that routes power from the battery to its various systems. Because they don't want their their Android murder bot to accidentally murder them. So they it's yes. got a remote kill switch built in, but because it yes. has a remote kill switch built in, if you can figure out how to access it, uh, you yes, can the, turn it off yourself. The kill switch listens for a particular signal at 433 megahertz. If it hears the signal, it shuts down the robot. Boom. So 433 megahertz. So start studying because we're going to have to fight them in the future. See, and this is why, you know, this this demonstrates why I think Raspberry Pi in particular was so revolutionary uh -huh. to the computing world is suddenly having the ability like um, was it Arduino mm -hmm. and Raspberry Pi like those have revolutionized the ability to have small handmade home you know, home built devices that are capable of doing things like this and they're cheap. They're easy to figure out. They're easy to wire up and every, I mean, they're fantastic. Boring sandwich. says so, flipper is uh, open source and it can nice. communicate on every frequency under one gigahertz. Nice. Which That's means even thing. if they change it up, you can still, you just got to find the new frequency. Let's scan fast. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, there it is. But I mean, that's, that's the thing though, is like, there's, uh, you know, that the thing is, is that like those, those little tiny, you know, the little tiny computers that you can get with Raspberry Pi that you can get with Arduino, you can get this stuff that allows you to create these things 
stocking up on those because they're real cheap too. Stocking up on them might not be a bad decision. <laughs> you can put a box of them right next to the uh, freeze dried corn. Yeah, see, and <coughs> whole box of those and wires and and solder soldering irons, blah blah blah. I mean, you can run a soldering iron for quite a while on a solar power pack. So, yeah. you know, you can you still build enough, this shit. If you get a big enough Fresno lens, you don't need a soldering iron either. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> got to depend on <laughs> the sun and, and a lot of... I, I don't think that that's maybe the most ideal. Uh, but look, I'm I'm soldering just like the Founding Fathers did. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily... But, oh. Yeah, all right. How about, another white, how about another white bill? Sure. Kansas Supreme Court denies self-defense to Wichita officer who hurt nine-year-old girl. Kansas Supreme Court ruled unanimously that a former Wichita police officer will face felony charges in a shooting that wounded a nine-year-old girl, setting a new precedent that allows officers to be held criminally liable for injuring innocent bystanders, even if they say they're acting in self-defense. Oh, you mean like, uh, I don't know, what fucking always should have been the case? You and I would be held responsible. The average person would absolutely be responsible. Yep. Uh, former officer Dexter Betts fired two gunshots at a family dog while securing the interior of a Wichita home during a domestic violence investigation in December 2017. Betts missed both times, but one of the bullets ricocheted off the concrete floor and hit the girl one of three children in the room at the time above the eye and in her foot. So he shot a little girl in the face. Yes. And the foot. Uh, Betts quote, Betts argued state law uh, immunizes him and immunizes his use of deadly force and self-defense. Even if he acted recklessly and regards of who got hurt. Uh, the district court agreed and dismissed the case while the state appealed a court. Oh, the state appealed a court of appeals panel affirmed on review, reversed the grant of statutory immunity and remand the case to the district court for further proceedings. That's a, a, according to the Supreme Court opinion. So. Well, yes, yeah, the state wanted to prosecute him and thought he was acting yes. recklessly and. But see, that's the thing, though, is that the precedent up to this point really has been whether a cop is acting completely recklessly or not, they're immune from prosecution for anything they do. Yes. Um, unanimous decision written by Justice Dan Biles reads, quote, the statute does not extend immunity for reckless acts resulting in unintended injury to innocent bystanders while the defendant engaged in self-defense with a perceived aggressor. Yeah, which uh, you know statute, again. Uh, quote here, this 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 is this is the meat and potato. This is this is where it really matters. Quote: Statutory immunity is confined to circumstances where the use of such force is against a person or the thing reasonably believed to be an aggressor, rather the than little, just the, firing wildly. Yeah, the the little girl was a bystander; she wasn't attacking the cop, so she is not. Um, the aggressor, so the use of force against her, uh, does not, um, is not part of the statute. 
So, which is good. That's the way it, I mean, realistically, that is the way that it should be because that's the way that it is for the average person. Like if you're defending yourself, that's one thing, but if you're acting recklessly and stupid, you still get prosecuted. If your actions recklessly harm others, you should be prosecuted. Like you recklessly caused harm to people. You did something that you knew was stupid that was going to hurt people. And despite knowing that you did it anyway, and people got hurt that's yep. on you. Yep. Yep. So um, on that note, it's it's now time to hurt your feelings. Oh, boy. This is the, the hidden article that I, I never tell you about. Uh, well, I'm still listening. I'll, I'll be back in a second, but I'm still listening. I can still hear you. Trying to be a good citizen. Woman fined $500 after taking lost dog to Lake County Animal Shelter. A Lake County woman says she's facing a $500 fine after she tried to rescue a dog. Hunter Files says she was just trying to do the right thing when she saw, or when she was on her way to Publix on the 4th of July and saw a dog in the middle of the road. Quote, there's no way you could just leave a dog, Files said. The mother of three says she took the dog home for the night but wasn't able to keep it. Quote, I ended up contacting Lake County Animal Services and they would not pick the dog up because I found the dog in Orange County. File says she attempted to contact Orange County Animal Services, but they took several days just to call her back. When another, uh, when another attempt to meet with representatives of the Orange County shelter fell through, File says she posted the lost dog on Facebook and then took it back to the Lake County shelter, which is closer to where she lives. Quote, we live so close to the border of Orange County and Lake County. Lake County is closest to me, so that just seemed what's natural to me. Days later, File was slapped with a $500 fine due to her providing false information to the animal control about where the dog was found. Oh, for fuck's sake. Quote, I was trying to be a good citizen and turn a dog into a shelter conveniently located to me. File admits she lied on the intake form and said the dog was found in Lake County. When asked how they learned, File had lied. Animal Services released a statement saying, quote, without discussing details, we have a good relationship with law enforcement. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... So because she found the dog in one county and took it to the animal shelter that was closest to her, which is in a different county, and said she found it in that county so that they would accept the dog, she got a $500 fine for trying to save a dog's life. Well, and keep in mind, again, the, the shelter that was in the county that she did find it didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't call they her wouldn't, back. They wouldn't call her back. They wouldn't nothing. They wouldn't respond. Like, so she did what was best by the dog and no good deed goes unpunished when the government is involved. <laughs> yes. A $500, this is, a $500 fine for trying to save a dog's life. I mean, 
if that's my dog and he's gotten out, right? I don't care what shelter you take him to, especially if you put on Facebook, like, hey, I found this dog. Here's what I found him, blah, blah, blah. Somebody hopefully will be able to let me know, hey, here's where your dog is. Go get it. Yes. And I can go get my dog back. You know, like, I'm I'm a bleeding heart for dogs. Like, there is a while back, I, I posted, you guys saw it, uh, where I would, had that dog show up and just, like, say hi to me as I was outside of work the one day and i'm like where did you come from and like <laughs> why can't i keep you <laughs> yeah I, he was he was such a good dog um but like it, and i couldn't dogs. i couldn't find i couldn't find anybody around who seemed to be looking for him or anything else and i'm like you escaped didn't you you little shit okay <laughs> well so like i had to have him in the lobby of my office just running around um, and like go out to my truck and thankfully my truck has tons of survival stuff in it. So I could grab some rope from my truck and cut that and make a leash, a makeshift leash for him and take him out. So he could go potty and everything in the front yard of my, <laughs> of my office. Uh, but like, and I held on to him, called the humane society. I'm like, Hey, I don't know where he's from. He just showed up. Like he materialized all of a sudden and no one seems to be looking for him. So, but he's definitely like, he had a, a, uh, like a vest, mm-hmm. um, like leash thing on him. Like he's clearly somebody's dog and yeah. And like somebody's going to be looking for him and he's really well behaved and he's mm-hmm. definitely potty trained and everything. Like, and he's, he's really friendly. So he's definitely somebody's dog, but I don't know where he came from. Held on to him till they could come get him that he got there, you know, made sure that the humane society was going to throw it on Facebook. He wound up, reunited with mom the next day yay yay but sorry but the now imagine getting a 500 fine for it yeah but the the idea that that could result in a 500 fine because the original humane society or the humane society that i might try to take him to doesn't care that i'm trying to take care of this dog is disgusting And, and the one closer to you wouldn't take him even though it's closer to you closer to where you found him because it's in a different county because the imaginary line matters for the dog Mm -hmm. right yes imaginary lines matter it's that is ridiculous i mean oh just absolutely insane i mean if i found a dog on the county line right on the county line. And I don't think it should matter which side of that county line I take that dog to for a, you know, for the shelter, for the owner to then go retrieve them. Like, I mean, and it took days for them to even call it. Like she had already taken the dog to the other shelter by the time the original, the shelter that it should have gone to even bothered to contact her back days. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, (laughs) and it would be one thing if they were like, hey, look, we really probably shouldn't take the dog in because you didn't necessarily find them in this county, but we'll do it, you know, to be sure that they're okay. But clearly the Orange County Humane Society, as well as the state government of California, does not care about anything, including dogs. They hate dogs. Government hates dogs. 
Look up look up the term puppy side. P-U-P-P-Y-C-I-D-E. I'm really sad that that documentary never got made. It really needed to get made. Yep. And it still does. It deserves to get made. Yep. Um, speaking of things that do not deserve to get made, what are the four rules of gun safety? Um, definitely point the gun at yourself. Um, never check if it's loaded. Um, <laughs> make sure that you aim it wildly at things and pull the trigger turn it, occasionally. Yeah, turn it, turn it sideways. Yep. Turn you, it sideways pump, when you aim. If you pump your hand when you're doing it, the bullets go faster. If Flash, you're taking the time, if you're taking the time to be sure what you're aiming at, you're taking too much time. Yep. Aiming is for um, Yeah. That's you don't aim. Never aim. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, shoot all firearms as though they're loaded. Uh, never let the muzzle cover anything that you're not willing to destroy. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you have made the decision to shoot. Uh, be sure of your target and what's behind it. Right? Standard. And if you if you treat yep. all firearms as though they're loaded, then that covers all four all all the rules. Right? Treat. I mean, are you kidding? I have a pair of squirt guns that I practice proper trigger discipline with mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> there's there are I do it on the, the, the cleaning bottles yeah it's i mean like because i because for my family reunion right i had my two my cool nevesky squirt guns right and i took those with and even with those like i felt weird about actually intentionally pointing and firing them at people and they're shooting water like that's yeah. how hammered in those rules of gun safety are to me so uh, the gun used in the fatal shooting of the Rust movie set cannot have been fired without pulling the trigger. That is according to FBI forensic report. Uh, actor Alex Alec Baldwin shot cinematographer Hanya Hutchins on the set of the Western, which was producing and starring last year. The actor believed he was handling a, quote, cold gun. That is one without live ammunition. When it went off and a live bullet struck Hutchins, killing her. Uh, the film's director, Joel Souza, was also wounded in the shooting. Accidental it discharge. was a cold single-action army. army. Yes. Of course it only went off when he pulled the fucking trigger. It's a single-action. Yes. Uh, accidental discharge testing determined that the firearm used in the shooting, that is a 45 Colt uh, single-action revolver, could not have fired without the trigger being pulled, uh, according to the FBI report. With the hammer in the quarter and half-cocked positions, the gun, quote, could not be made to fire without a pull of the trigger, uh, the report stated. With the hammer fully cocked, the gun, quote, could not be made to fire without pulling the trigger while the working internal components were intact and functional. Yep, because it's a single-action army. It's You can't. Yes. Uh, with that the gun hammer, doesn't go off on its own. <laughs> with the hammer decocked on a loaded chamber, the gun was able to detonate a primer quote without a pull of the trigger when the hammer was struck directly. Well, this is normal for this type of revolver, uh, the report said. Well, and remember that Baldwin claimed one that it he never he, touched the trigger. He said he said. I remember uh, his tearful. Oh, he well, didn't well, touch the, the trigger, trigger. The trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull that trigger. That's that's his his uh, his quote, except that eyewitnesses also said he was laughing at the director and went, well, why don't I just shoot you then? And the name didn't pull the trigger. Yes. Um, 
also remember that the uh, gun guy on the set um, has a history of safety yeah, the, violations. The, the armor, the armor, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the the budget they they used a rookie armorer is what it is. Was it right? Because I'm pretty sure, like somebody said, that the there company was, no, that they're was, associated with has a history was, of this. The people that were there first had a history of that, and it was, and it got so bad that like the actors threatened to boycott that they brought in new people, and it was a rookie armorer but who then way, had a gun, a gun with live ammunition yeah. in it on the set of a film. Either way. The gun would not have fired if he did not pull that trigger. Yeah, it 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 wouldn't have. Yes, you know, and so he definitely aimed at something that he was not supposed to be aiming at, and pulled the trigger. Mister Alec, I hate guns. I'm anti-gun. I'm going to protest guns constantly. Baldwin murdered someone by aiming a gun recklessly at them and pulling the trigger. Something none of us gun guys would do. Yeah. Um, the attorney for Hannah Gutierrez read that she was the charge of the weapons on the rust sets of the FBI's report contradicted Baldwin's claim that he didn't pull the trigger. Um, uh, attorney Jason Bowles, he is... Um, Attorney, he's the attorney for Hannah. He said, quote, these new filings demonstrate various production members attempts from the very beginning to shirk responsibility and scapegoat Hannah, a 24 year old armorer for this tragedy. Hannah, Hannah was tasked with doing two jobs, including prop assistant and the very important job of armorer, but not giving adequate time and training days to do so despite repeated requests uh, or the respect required of the armorer's position and responsibilities. So, yeah. Well, and why? Why is there, you know, from the get go, a lot of anyone who's ever worked on a Hollywood film um, or any kind of a film with with guns was saying, myself included, was saying, why was there a gun with live ammunition on the set? Why was that a thing that existed at all? That absolutely no, that that shouldn't be a thing. Right. Like that shouldn't happen. And yes. it's a revolver, right? It's a revolver, which means you don't even need a full blank charge or any kind of like you don't actually really need a significant uh, uh, bore inside that barrel to make a good flash when that goes off because you're not worried about running an action like you are with a semi-automatic. It's, it's an SAA. So you have to pull that hammer back to fire it. And Baldwin admitted that it was at half cock, right? If it's at half cock, there's a half cock notch. That doesn't just fall forward with enough force to yeah. detonate the primer. Which, which is what which is what the which is what the, the FBI report said. At half yeah, cock, it, they could not get it to fire without pulling the trigger. You need it at half cock, pull the trigger so it works that hammer back the rest of the way and then lets it fly in order to get enough speed that it detonates the fulminating compound in the primer in order to set off the round. You can't just bump it. It has to be a full force from that hammer. That's an intentional design of the SAA. Uh, and a, a technological limitation of the time. 
Well, no, it's not technological. It's yeah. it's it's intentional. Like that was built into it for safety because remember the SAAs are being distributed to officers. Officer, yeah, okay. In right. the American Army, who might not necessarily be the most safe people in the world with a firearm or a boring sandwich says so. um, held the trigger down when he pulled the hammer back entirely possible entirely possible he he might have yeah it's if he's got the hammer down already the cinders the, the yeah. cylinders indexed and he yeah. just pulls that hammer back Quick and lets it go yeah. yeah it's because you can fan an saa yeah. um that is possible, but either way, he intentionally did that. He caused it to fire. It was not a malfunction of the weapon. It was functioning correctly. He did that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into this last article. We got about half an hour before all that other stuff. So because we autist for the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Um. Rising constitutional carry is a sign of failing trust in government. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> Come next January, Alabama will be the 25th state to allow concealed carry without a permit. Alabama will soon join Indiana, which in March of this year passed a new statute line permitless. Com- <sighs> I had a Biden moment, sorry. Um, Come next January, Alabama will be the 25th state to allow concealed carry without a permit. Alabama will soon join Indiana, which in the March of this year passed a new statute allowing permitless concealed carry, sometimes called constitutional carry. In 2021 alone, six states passed their own provisions legalizing permitless concealed carry. Arkansas, Iowa, Montana, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. Uh, Montana has the Firearms Freedom Act, uh, concealed carry, and legal cannabis. Just I'm putting that out there. All the freedoms. Yes. Uh, essentially, any any law-abiding citizen over a certain age, usually 18 or 21, can now carry a concealed firearm in these states. 20 years ago, only Vermont allowed unrestricted concealed carry. Over the last 10 years, however, more than 20 states have adopted new laws deregulating the carrying of firearms. Technically, it's not a deregulation because it's it's a government law allowing it, but there's still limitations on it. So it's it's not a, it's not a deregulation. It's yeah, it's there. Permit. Yeah, there are certain yeah restrictions still. So it's not. I mean, even calling it constitutional carry isn't quite correct in most yeah. states. Yes, not all states, but in most states. Yes, permitless carry um, is more accurate. Yes, so. which is more in line with the Constitution, but they still restrict it like around schools, which, you know, historically has worked out so well. Um, they they still restrict it in government buildings. They still restrict it a bunch of other places. Some places. I think, uh, uh, where was it? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota just voted to remove a law that restricted the carrying of firearms in the state buildings. I can, well, I mean, I guess I can see that being Minnesota. I don't know if that's been, I mean, that's right across the river for me. It's Wisconsin, thankfully, is still pretty chill about it. So, like, we finally, we're one of the last ones to even get concealed carry at all, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, like, concealed carry in California. California was a May issue state 
before Wisconsin was even anything. Yes. Um, to put that in perspective and how ridiculous that is, but the, we finally got it. And occasionally sometimes, uh, some of us may forget that we're wearing, uh, and walk into like a courthouse. And then before we go through the metal detector, go, Oh, oops. And they go, Hey, I'm carrying. Um, can I leave it with you guys? And, and they're pretty chill about it. They're like, yeah, that's just leave it with us. And it's, we'll give it back to you when you go to leave. Okay, cool. I can't. I can't tell you the number of times I went. Oh fuck! When Stop Karen at the door and just rotate when, on your heel and walk back no, to the car. Like, no, when I, I I pull up in the car like cause to 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 the doctor's office. I pull up in the car and I go to get out and I feel things and I go oh <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oops yeah I have to, I have to leave this here. no the worst I had was walking into a courthouse strapped and realizing as I was coming through the door and I was still strapped. I didn't really want to walk all the way back to my car because parking downtown sucks. So I'm like, can I leave this with you and just come get it again? When I, cause I just got to walk right there to the clerk of courts real quick. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just leave us, you know, leave it with us as long as you don't bring it in there, like whatever. And so yeah. here when you go. I was, uh, when I was 23, <laughs> when I was 23 or 24, I walked into the, uh, to the courthouse in Butte County and tried to go through the metal detector with my K bar. And that was like, that was like 2002, 2003, right after nine 11. Yeah. That that's a good, that's the perfect time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh oopsie doodles. Yes. Um... <laughs> Back to the article. Why is this happening now? On the most simple level, these laws have passed because lawmakers and constituents at the state level have advocated for them. Moreover, whatever opposition exists among interest groups and the public has been insufficient to block their passage. On a deeper ideological level, increased ease of concealed carry is likely the result of a growing feeling among much of the public that they need increased access to firearms for self-protection. In other words, the spread of constitutional carry points to a growing sentiment that state and local authorities are insufficient to provide a reasonable expectation of safety from violent crime and the private self-defense is therefore more necessary now than in the past. You guys figured it out. (laughs) Yay! Yay! You just literally quoted Heller. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you mean that when the Supreme Court rules again and again and again and again and again, the police are under absolutely no obligation to protect you. They yeah. demonstrate that they will not protect you. And the government is proving that it's in fact hostile to you protecting even yourself, that people might well, want to be armed. <laughs> Dave says uh, successfully carried in the Sears tower. I told him it was my insulin pump. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Show us your insulin pump. Insulin pump. Nah, hippo, bro. Hippo. Yeah, I'm not under any obligation to show you that. Yeah. Um, moreover, many of the laws expanding concealed carry have been passed over local law enforcement's objections. Well. Oh, that gives me a hard on. Uh, police organizations have been among the most vocal opponents of new constitutional carry measures. Yet Republican lawmakers, a group 
often happy to fall all over themselves announcing how much they back the blue, have passed these laws anyway. The continued spread of constitutional carry suggests that even among conservatives, there are limits to supporting law enforcement on a vague philosophical level. Rather, the passage of these laws suggests a growing lack of faith that even well-meaning law enforcement can or will provide meaningful defense for violent criminals when the need arrives. Um, just Uvalad, That's uh, do we have to say anything more? Yeah, they, yeah. You just look at Uvalde and you look at the fact that they, there are what four hundred police who did yeah. nothing. Like, gee, I can't imagine fucking Marjorie Stoneman Douglas years ago, right? The the SRO went and hid. Yeah. The the police aren't under any obligation to protect you. They're not your friends. They're not there to help you. They are not there to assist you. They do not care. They are there to punish you. They are not there to help you or save you yeah, at um, all. To piggyback. There's video, there was video this week of, um, I want to say it was from Chicago. I could be wrong. Of police standing there listening to a woman screaming as she's being raped. Uh, that is New Orleans, and that was what New I was Orleans. going to okay, bring up. New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, and the article is from yesterday. From yesterday. Uh, New Orleans officer suspended with pay after a bystander said he did nothing when alerted that a woman was being assaulted nearby. Bystander told 911 dispatch that the officer didn't move when she told him about the rape. Quote, he's still just parked there. Officer had been suspended, uh, failed to respond to a rape of an unconscious woman on a nearby corner from his car. Yeah, and this chick is like screaming at him, like, what are you doing? Why are you not? And she's like, well, apparently he's just going to sit here. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, the he's... attacker got away before the bystander approached the officer. But either way, uh, police have no duty or obligation to protect. That is according to Scudis. Supreme Court, and they've yeah, ruled on that years, eight, or, years eight or nine times. Yeah, it's it's been quite a few. Remember, years ago, there was that that serial killer in New York who was stabbing people stabbed, to death, stabbing, and started like, attacking that dude on, on the subway train. There's two cops behind the door just watching, and yeah, and they wouldn't do anything until the guy had subdued his attacker himself. Wobbly. And remember, as I always say, the only knife fight that you win is one you don't get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's accurate the the reality is like this dude had to defend himself and he took the nypd to court and he lost because they aren't under any obligation to protect you yep warren vdc she was attacked by her ex after notifying the police that he was going to attack her and yep. lost when she sued because they're not under any obligation to protect you. Yep. Castle, Rock, um, Castle Rock. Yeah. Gonzalez. Uh, Winnebago. I mean, you know, the list uh, goes there's, on there's and on. Alameda County. Um, uh, Parkland. Parkland's a new one. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the parents uh, at all the, uh, um, of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School versus Broward County Sheriff's. Again, under no obligation to protect you. And that one goes further than Warren VDC because Warren VDC says unless a pre-existing arrangement exists, the police are under no obligation to protect you. A pre-existing agreement did exist with that RSO for the school. 
And the court said, nope, still no obligation, even with a pre-existing arrangement with the police. They're not under any obligation to protect you. And it's no wonder that with all of that happening and the demonstrations over and over and over again, that the police not only aren't, aren't under an obligation, but are completely unwilling, transparently unwilling to help anyone and protect anyone that everyone wants to arm themselves and realize that their best protectors are them. Dave is in the chat. So I got to shoot off my new patch. I just got from Poppins the right to peacefully assemble. Yes. Nice. To know about that Magpul forehand on there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it, it is what it is. It's a, nice patch. it's a nice patch. Yeah. I like it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, no duty uh, to protect. Right. Cause they're, they're not, that's why, that's why most of them, that's why they don't have protect and serve on the side of the cars anymore. Right. Cause there, there's no duty to protect their law enforcement, not, you know, protectors. my favorite thing that's happened recently to that point is a guy that was driving the replica of the, uh, the Terminator Terminator, the transformers police car that says to subjugate and enslave on the side. And he was arrested for impersonating a police officer. <laughs> there's, there's uh, the, one, there's <laughs> the, one, the one in Florida, not too long ago where it said, um, uh, the guy had the big window sticker that said cops suck dick or something like that. And they pulled him over and he took him to court and it was, and he won on the first amendment. <laughs> but, I really yeah. love the only gay cops pull me over, uh, sticker. <laughs> There's a there's a patch. Uh, I think it's tactical gear junkie that says, uh, uh, "You're gay if you shoot me, or you're gay <laughs> if you arrest me." There's no, another one like that. Yeah, but that's um, uh, yeah. But I mean, like this is this is a symptom again. This is a symptom of not only is the government seeing the impending collapse, but civilians are seeing the impending collapse and seeing the government's response and recognizing it for what it is. Bro, do you have the article open in front of you? I do not. Okay, because that's, that's literally the next paragraph. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> survey data continues to point out that declining public faith in public institutions, and that includes law enforcement and the legal system, as faith in these institutions falls, the perceived need to provide one's own defense naturally increases. And one, as one sociologist puts it, quote, legal cynicism leads to greater demand for protective gun ownership and lower levels of police legitimacy are significantly related to a higher probability of acquiring a firearm for protection. Well, that toes in line with post 2020, uh, post, um, 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 the post Floyd, right? All that good stuff. Um, that the increase in gun ownership among minorities is like it's like it's like fifty four percent or something like that. It's 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 they're they're the fastest growing uh, demographic among firearm owners. You following? Yep. What I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. And that's I mean, and that's the thing is, like, the the people who are are historically marginalized are always the people who are also historically denied the right to own weapons. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's what always happens. And so we're seeing that really be, you know, borne out by this massive increase in um, black firearms ownership. And we're seeing a proliferation of firearms um, on uh, native reservations and within Hispanic communities and law abiding communities uh, of, of that effect too. So not just, um, you know, not just communities that historically a lot of people like to associate with large amounts of firearms ownership where it's uh, white, uh, you know, the white middle class and stuff. We're seeing that happen in lower classes. We're seeing that happen even in really upper classes, which historically have kind of had their own security and stuff. They're also buying their own guns now. Um, we're seeing a lot of that. And I think that that's, I mean, that's entirely a good thing. Yeah, the, still, the more uh, guns picking, there are, the better. You're still picking me up? Yeah, I can't see you. Okay. But I can hear you. Oh, nobody needs to see me. It's it's not pretty. But <laughs> uh, my computer's having a conniption fit with my camera. Wee. Let's see. How about now? Mm-mm. I don't know. Whatever. Um, oh, but, you're back uh, now. Am I? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, acquired fire protection. Yeah. Uh, in the in the worst cases, there have been that have even led to extra legal quote self help with a firearm. The phenomenon has been explored by historian. Rudolf Roth, who notes that the declining perceptions of state legitimacy can lead to a higher violent crime rates. Uh, that is, uh, when private citizens believe that official coercion will be insufficient to restrain criminals, they may feel the need to take matters into their own hands. Gosh, imagine that. <gasps> fuck, you, fuck you, boring sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That's how I was laughing as I saw the potato. <laughs> he's just, he's <laughs> just dropping potato emojis in the chat. <laughs> uh, potato podcast. Most professional. <laughs> and again, you and Chris are the ones having all kinds of issues. I'm normally the one fighting with my computers. So um, I don't know what's Irish. going you're on, all, man. You're already potato by default. Yeah, it's I'm dude. Oh. Actually, I just laughed about that the other night too speaking of being a potato um to because my my mother-in-law i'll call her my mother-in-law for the sake of simplicity um she was talking about uh having watched lone survivor for the first time and and Lindsay's like well you know andrew no she's like yeah mom i know that start my andrew knows marcus luttrell like he's met him he's familiar with him and I left. I was like, "He's a fat potato like me now." <laughs> we both went got fat after we got out. Yay! <laughs> oh, we know boring sandwich. Just fucking with you. <laughs> so uh, I send potatoes with love. I promise. Love yeah. potatoes. It's it's an Irish sign of of uh, marriage proposal. Actually, it's love potatoes. It's, uh... Oh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> They used to call tomatoes, you know, love apples. So maybe, you know, uh, I, I don't know what would be a love potato other than just a potato, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Red potatoes, maybe? I don't know. It's... Yeah. Uh, More of crime data. Uh, crime data in some cases suggest a correlation between gun ownership and high crime. 
advocates of advocates of gun control naturally interpret this correlation as evidence that guns cause more crime, yet the casualty more likely runs in the other direction. A more crime leads to more people arming themselves. Yep. Statistical studies are insufficient to prove causality in either case. Bullshit. The FBI already ran and the DOJ ran a major study, a like 15 year study that proved that more guns in private hands equals less crime. That was that was literally the next couple paragraphs. Oh, OK. Well, see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on top of shit, man. Everybody else is the one fucking up tonight. I am on top of shit. <laughs> it says the guy that was late. A, a Rand study on, guide, on gun violence notes, quote, whether the correlation between guns and crime is attributed to gun, pre gun prevalence causing more violent crime is unclear. If people are more likely to acquire guns when crime rates are rising or high, then the same pattern of evidence suggests would be expected. Existing research studies and data included in a wealth of dis descriptive information on homicide, suicide, and firearms but before the limitations of existing data and methods do not credibly demonstrate a casual relationship between the ownership of the firearms and the cause of or causes or prevention of violent crime or suicide. So as crime goes up, people want firearms to protect themselves. It, it's, it's not people acquire firearms and then crime goes up. Yeah. Or, you know, as crime, I mean, before that, as crime goes up, people want swords. Like, I'm gonna open you know, it's battle axe, battle warhammer. Oh, uh, no reloading on the battle hammer. Yeah, it's remember, you don't need to reload a blade. That's post apocalyptic tip number one. Um, I have to have boring sandwich <laughs> mentioning the the using the potatoes as a battery and portal. Again, he was Gladys with, Oh, that's fine for you. I'm a potato. Um, if you haven't played Portal 2, you're missing out, man. It's, and Portal 1, they're, they're great. The cake is a lie. <laughs> nerd. Dude, they're great puzzle games, all right? They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they're absolutely hilarious. They have, um, what's his name? The late, great, uh, uh, oh, God, why am I spacing on his name? Guy? Anyway, uh, he was the actor. He was on, like, um, a Fish Called Wanda, or not A Fish Called Wanda, um, yeah. Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, um, Waiting for Guffman. Those those movies. He was in. Um, he's been in a bunch of movies. Anyway, he's hilarious, and he's he's the voice of Cave Johnson uh, in that game. Um, but yeah, it's it, obviously. I mean, as far as you know, people want to protect themselves when they're in more danger. That that's called common sense. I don't know why you needed a scientific survey to figure this one out, but obviously. People want to protect themselves and the, the anti-gun lobby loves to try and manipulate statistics, you know, and statistics can say anything you want them to well, say. Yeah, Just, just like the, 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 the COVID regime did and the climate change Nazis do and, and all that good stuff. It's, it's manipulation of data is, is how people advocate these days. Yeah. They just, they take the, and they're like, well, the numbers don't lie. Well, the numbers themselves can't lie because the numbers say nothing. It's yeah, your interpretation the, yeah. of those numbers yes. that yes. you can lie about. The numbers are just the numbers. You are the one interpreting <sighs> that data and you are taking the data and you are misinterpreting it deliberately. Yeah. To, to fit the functionality of your beliefs. 
Right, because everybody's got presuppositions, right? They all have <laughs> a worldview. A wor you know, and the worldview is your it's your glasses. It's the lens through which you view the everything. And if your lenses which, uh, are again, filtering, again, that, that that can be filtered back to when we're talking about public indoctrination. And that's right, exactly. Yeah. Yep, and that's and that's the thing is is like that that's going to taint everything that you look at, and and tint it to whatever you want it to eat or whatever your presuppositions say the world should be. And it takes something pretty earth shattering to alter that. Well, if you're looking at through the lens of more guns equals more violence, cause that's what was hammered into you. And that's, that's what you've been trained to believe. Despite the fact that the evidence just is evidence. It doesn't matter because it's up to interpretation of how this works. Yeah. And people, people have their own, they have people have their preferred interpreter. Right. And it's really easy to misinterpret causality. Yeah. Like, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation. So it's really easy to misinterpret causality and say, well, this clearly equals this. You know, I mean, you could argue that um, the, you know, that uh, the United States showing up in the 1840s to uh, force Japan to um open up to the global to global trade resulted in the united states having to drop an atomic bomb on hiroshima and nagasaki that i mean that that there's a correlation but that doesn't necessarily equal causation it's not a direct line it's there are things there there are other mitigating factors you know you could argue that red cars make people speed driving a red car makes people speed because more red cars than any other color vehicle are pulled over for speeding every year in the United States. It's not that the red cars make people speed. It's that they're the ones that get noticed. <laughs> speeding. The that, yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't buy red vehicles. Yeah. The, or, or um, the, the wonderful story that I saw a guy tell the other day um, where he was talking about being going on a, it wasn't a gumball. Um, or cannonball. I forget what it was, but it was like one of those kinds of runs mm -hmm. and everyone else's cars were like gray and black, like flat black yep. and flat gray and just real muted colors. And he had this bright green car and he kept getting pulled over and no one else did. And it's not that the green car was speeding more than the other cars. Therefore the green the color green makes you speed. It's that the color green is the one getting noticed by everybody it's the one that everybody remembers. So it's the one that gets stopped yeah. constantly. It's mm -hmm. correlation doesn't equal causation. And if you want to deliberately misinterpret things, you certainly can. It, it's real easy to do. It's intellectually dubious, but you can do it. <laughs> Great fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh. Great fan theory. Great, Funny great, story great, about great, that, great, actually. Great, uh, that makes no, this even say, funnier. I, I would say white pickup. Oh, the gray van. This is why this is so funny. So a buddy of mine had a 19, I, I want to say like 94, something like that. Um, Ford van that came with, you know, came with a big 302 in it. The truck version of the 302 oh. or no, sorry. It was a 351. It was 351 Windsor that was in it. And he'd thrown a bunch of hopped up stuff on it and everything else. Like it had a demon carb four barrel on it and all this other shit. It was 
fucking monster, right? So this thing would lay 11s for blocks if you wanted it to. We're on this bridge and we're sitting there and there's like a light and we're sitting there at the end of this bridge and sitting across from us is a cop. And on the right side going across here is a, um, is like a Mustang and the Mustang just pulls out and around as it comes up and then it goes green and we lay black marks and we watch the lights on the cop come on and he pulls over the Mustang. <laughs> All right, let me get this last paragraph. Um, <clears throat> um, the continual spread of constitutional carry is, of course, related to the surge we've seen in private ownership overall. For example, America, Americans in 2020 and 2021 went on what CNN called a, quote, gun buying spree. This includes a 58% spike in gun purchases among black men and women in 2021. Violent and destructive, mostly peaceful protests exposed police limited ability to do much other than protect government property during the periods of unrest. In the wake of lockdowns, which shut down vital institutions such as churches and schools, crime surged in the U.S. and not just in the, quote, usual places like urban cores. Police legitimacy also suffered a serious blow with local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies abject failure at the Uvalad school shooting in May this year. The officers who choose to do nothing while children were massacred will likely face no serious repercussions, and this will further highlight that police officers are under no legal obligation to actually protect the public from violent crime. It's no wonder that permitless carry continues to make gains in American states. In the past, Americans may have simply trusted the regime to provide, quote, law and order, but the sentiment is apparently becoming more and more rare. Yeah. Yes. That's, fuck cops is becoming a much more uh, uh, seen thing. And it yeah, the, should. The, and the, thir the 13 12 club went really, really silent when the cops were enforcing mask and vaccine mandates. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. uh. Look at that. Yep. All right. I'm at a T, so let's uh let's finish up and get out of here, huh? Unless you got something uh, else to say. We got like five and a half minutes on the two hour. So I can I can let you rant if you want to rant. You want to rant? I don't I don't really have anything to rant about. I mean I think we pretty much said what we needed to say. That's yeah. That's a beaten that's know. a dead horse. But yeah. uh, I, I do I do before we get out of here, I do wanna uh, reiterate that next week. Um, or next Sunday, August 21st, uh, again, is the 30th anniversary of Samuel Weber's murder and the start of the Ruby Ridge standoff. Uh, we will have a full house. We're planning on having a full house uh, in addition to Luke and Typo from Biting the Bullet podcast. Uh, Luke and Typo are ex-Marines. They are goofy and autists like us, and it should be a really, really good time. Yeah, for sure. It, it should be real, real interesting. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, maybe, maybe if we get a chance, we can discuss the Grave Ant Theory. <laughs> I like it. See, that's that's yeah. something I'm going to roll with when I, when I talk about OPSEC and not having bumper stickers. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah, for sure. That's it. Just it's so funny, just because I remember that moment where you just we left black marks. I mean, tire smoke just and he pulls over the Mustang that was doing fucking nothing. Yeah, for it, and we're like, <laughs> glorious, absolutely just, glorious. Just just assumed. It just assumed. yeah. Nobody looks at the vans, man. Was, nobody looks at it, it. Nobody looks. Was at it the because was it because the Mustang was black? Is that it? <laughs> Actually, I think it was like a Mach One. I think it was yellow. It was like a yellow Ew. Mach One. Ew, I, um, I pulled him over because it was a yellow Mach One. That is a crime that's, in its own self, dude. That's the original Eleanor. What's wrong with you? That's the original Eleanor, not from the yellow. original Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, from the original Gone in sixty seconds. No, that's I the original care. Eleanor. It's still a crime. Just because it was uh, cool in the past doesn't mean it's a crime now. It's still cool. Seventy-one no. Mach One is. It's the last of the cool Mustangs for like fifteen years. That was the last of the good Mustangs. Bro, there have never been cool Mustangs. Yes, there have. Lots of. No, them. I fucking love Mustangs. No. No. This is Mopar country. They're better than Camaros. Actually, to 60, that point... 67, 68, 69 Camaro aesthetically aesthetically is in the top three. Performance. Mm. Performance, it's not It's not in the top three. Dude, classic muscle cars, even classic hardcore Mopar cars can't beat a Nissan Ultima off the line. Okay? They're like, that's the reality. They actually can't. It's, I've watched it happen. Uh, but you know, the you can you can put and you can do an LS swap in just about anything these days. So performance yeah. is kind of a non sequitur these days. If I was gonna do like a resto mod though of like an old school like a seventy one challenger, I'm throwing a Hellcat in it. Yes, and we're just like, woo, yeah, rear tires are evil, must be punished. <laughs> and it's uh, Jason buys stock in Goodyear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, good times. Mickey Thompson's. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just throw slicks on it because then you're not burning off any tread, at least. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Um, throw some links. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So uh, if you want to care for your beard uh, like a Viking, use code Tannerkiss 15 Get 15% off of your order from thebeardstruggle.com. Be sure to check out their beard straightener, their uh, new platinum scents, as well as the gold and the silver. And, you know, they have stuff for ladies, too. So ladies, don't you want to feel left out? You can also use that code. You can get some good smellies uh, that way as well. For their, for their beards? Not for their beards. It's, for the regular It's 2022. Hair. It's 2022. I just, I just want to be sure. They don't cater to dwarves. It's anyway. That's dwarfist. Um, that's dwarfist. Oh well, you know those little bastards always mining, looking for gold and stuff, and <laughs> singing songs early in the morning when they leave for work. It's annoying. Um, if you three uh, D print your shooty boys, and don't forget that the ATF's new rule is coming up real real soon. So if you're going to do that, you should do that now. Uh, and if you need metal stuff for that, uh, check out RK Spookware, who is an affiliate of the channel. Uh, you can check them out uh, in the description. Don't forget to check out Poppins Patches. He makes all kinds of patches that we wear constantly on here. Jason's wearing one right now. Um, you've seen a whole bunch of them on me, on Chris, on Jason. Um, 
if you want to uh, check him out and use the code that's on the screen right now, though if you're listening, can't see it. It's abolish ATF for 15% off of your order from there. So you can get 15% off, get yourself some cool patches, get yourself some cool t-shirts, check them out as well. Uh, Chris isn't here, but uh, Jeremy at the quartering has coffee. It's coffee brand coffee company. There's a link again in the description and you can support the channel for the affiliate with the affiliate link there. Uh, by Derek's book. Think for yourself, a thinking workbook for beginners. I think I hit everything in two minutes. Yes. And we still went over time. Ah, a few seconds. <laughs> boring, oh, boring, I just realized, I just found out who Boring Sandwich is. Nice. I did not know that. That's that's kind of cool. I got a message from Boring Sandwich on Facebook. We're friends. Oh, cool. So on, on that note, I will not I will not out him unless he wants to. But on that note, um, only you can prevent dungeon fires. So kill the wizards first. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Helps if I hit the end broadcast button. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs>